Hello. Hello and welcome to It's a Drama Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Brian. And today I'm going to be talking to a lady called Sherry. Sherry is from the US. She has just, literally just a couple of months ago, moved to New Zealand um, in Auckland to be with her family. So who left um, the US a, a couple of years earlier. Yes. So she's going to be talking to us. The reason it's a special interview, you're going to absolutely love her, by the way. I've never, you know, sometimes you meet a woman and you think, oh, I love you. Yeah, just instant gel, yeah. isn't it? Like, you know, yeah. I just wanted yeah. to like, you know, say, oh, can you come around tomorrow night and we'll get a bottle of wine and, yeah. you know, just some cheese and biscuits and we'll just chat. She's just gorgeous. You're going to really, really love her. Um, and she's just talking about, she's over 55, which is the cutoff date usually for, you know, getting people over to New Zealand, unless you uh, come over an investor's visa. But she got over here because she was a critical worker. And at the time they were bringing, they were saying, doesn't matter about the age, come over if you're a critical worker. Yep. yep. So that's why yep. how she's over here. Yeah, because she's in, she's in healthcare, isn't she? Yeah, yep, yep. yeah. And it's so interesting to talk to her because... Like I say, she's she's more mature. So it's not, you know, she's done the children thing. She's, she hasn't got any kids at school. And to leave, for me, that would be even tougher because yeah. you're more settled where you are, aren't you, Bri? You know, to leave everything. Yeah, her, her story is amazing. I'm not going to give too much away, but she had a, a quite a high fly job mm. in America. And now she's on the wards again yeah. as a nurse yeah. and just the story that she comes out with I think it's just it's pretty special you know and it takes a lot of guts to swallow your pride and go backwards in your in, in your career but you're with your family yes. and, you, and you're keeping yourself alive I don't mean keeping yourself alive like that but keeping yourself alive alive as in oh, you know just full of energy to do this stuff like you know and mm. I think it's just You've really got to take your your hat off to even a husband. Dan has given up what he was. He he's a super successful guy over in, in the states as yeah. well, isn't he? Like yeah. you know, and you know these people have come over, and you just feel the energy. You know, we've 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 got a private podcast with them as well that yeah. we don't release on this on on the channels, do we? Like you know, they're they're in our community, and I'll let you tell a yeah tell well, about the community. We can just talk about that. So, like Brian said, Dan and Sherry are part of our private New Zealand community, which is what we just want to talk to you about because you might just keep hearing us say, "Oh yeah, in the group, in the group," and the group that we're talking about is this private um, moving to New Zealand group that Dan and Sherry are part of. Now. If you want to be part of that community yourself, it is a group made up of people, professionals who are intent on moving to New Zealand and they don't want to do it alone. They don't want to struggle. They don't want to have to sit up at three o'clock in the morning searching the internet for questions that they can find instantly on a group of people that already know the answers to that. Um, You've probably heard us talk about this group many, many times. It was started as a uh, as a New Zealand video, moving to New Zealand video package. Brian and I recorded over 20 hours of videos about moving to New Zealand. We go to hospitals, to schools, to doctors, to parks, to restaurants. Anything you need to know about moving to New Zealand is all part of this New Zealand video guide that we sell as part of a package. And within that package, you're invited to become a member of a private community that is run by Brian and I. So we're on there chatting. Um, Ryan, you've probably heard Ryan before, Miley and Brian. We've got some wonderful, wonderful people within that community. If you would like to join that community, then you need to take the free five-day video guide, get to day five, and on day five, you'll be told about how to become a member, or offered the option, rather, I should say, if you would like to become a member of that private community. The free five-day video guide is it's gorgeous. It's every day you get a video, I think they're about three or four minutes long, of some aspect in New Zealand that you won't be able to find anywhere else on the internet. And the reason we encourage you to take those free five-day videos, I mean, why not? If you're moving to New Zealand, why not? But we encourage you to take those um, those videos because we just want to we want, we just want to see that you're committed to moving to New Zealand. Anyone that will go through a free five-day videos and then at the end of that still want to become part of a community. These people are really serious and that's the kind of people that we want in our community because 
that kind of person, if you're, if you're, if I'm talking to you and you're really serious about moving to New Zealand, we can help you so much. And more importantly, you can help us and our other members because when you know someone who's going through the same sort of thing as you and uh, is, is set, sitting beside you, you know, in the same, in the same community of people, it's, you take leaps and bounds far, far quicker and easier than you would, like I say, if you're just sitting on your own at home, you know, in bed, Googling things in the middle of the night. We just don't want you to do that. We've done it ourselves, and it's not fun. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say. It's just so to get to that free five day video guide, you need to sign up. Yep. At uh, com forward slash free. That's www.nzahead.com forward slash free. That's F-R-E-E. Yeah. And also, we just wanted to remind you as well before we jump into the show, do not forget that this is the last New Zealand content that you are going to be receiving on It's a Drama. Hopefully by now you'll have signed up for our NZ Ahead podcast where all our fabulous moving to New Zealand content is over there. We've got interviews with people about buying a house in New Zealand. We've got interviews with nurses. Oh, there's just such good stuff. And it's only moving to and living in New Zealand content. So we are not going anywhere on It's a Drama. Me and Brian are still sitting here in the spare bedroom yep, you'll still with find the microphones. <laughs> but you can just go into any of your, your the three um, sort of um, platforms you'll find it on is Spotify. So just type into search NZ Ahead. Uh, go on to Google Podcasts, uh, type in their search NZ Ahead. We'll come up. And lastly, but not least, Apple Podcasts and NZ Ahead. Just go into your search menu and search away and yep. you'll find us there. So like I say, that's this is the last time now that th- this is the last New Zealand. Co- I mean, obviously, we're still going to be in New Zealand, but we won't be talking about moving to and living in New Zealand. That yes. stuff is going to be on NZ Ahead. Yeah. Yep. So get over there and sign up and still be here. Like I say, me and Brian are still going to be here weekly with our podcast. We're going to be talking about traveling to Europe. We're just about to do a big road trip for six months traveling to Europe. And we're going to be talking about life, you know, what it's been like for us starting our own business, me yep. writing a book, raising the kids. You know that. You, Just the you usual it's a drama yeah, stuff. You know Life's us a drama. by now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Without further ado. Is it due or do? A do. Further ado. Yeah. yeah. Further ado. Yeah. I always get that wrong. Without further ado, let's lovely, let's meet our lovely Sherry. Imagine this. You've lived in the United States all your life. You've spent 30 years with your husband building a wonderful life for yourself. You've got a gorgeous house, you've got a really good job, and you've got all your children around you. But then, two of your kids decide to up, leave, and move to New Zealand. So what do you do? Every day, I think too, if you're gonna do this, you if you're gonna move, leave everything you know, then have known for 30 plus years, including a very good salary, better have it squared away in your mind what your expectations are in, in New Zealand. In this week's show, you're gonna meet Sherry. Sherry was a director of a hospital in the US and she's come to New Zealand and started all over again. She's over 55, she's with her husband, Dan, She's working as a maternity nurse. Her story is amazing. Let's find out. Hello. I could eat about a million and a half of these. Well, nobody's perfect. Welcome to the It's a Drama podcast. Daddy, I love you. My mother thanks you. If you can't say something nice. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my (laughs) close-up. Hello, Sherry, and welcome to the program. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you. Oh, I've been dying to talk to you. You're a member of our community group. I reached out to you and said, would you come and chat with us? Because your story is is actually really, really unique because you came Mm -hmm. to New Zealand over the age of 55. And for those people that don't know, the cutoff date to get a work visa in New Zealand is 55. I just think you've got a fabulous, fabulous story to tell. I can't wait to dive in and find out all about it. Would you just mind introducing yourself and saying who you are and 
how you came to be on the other side of this camera with me. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, I'm Sherry Cahey, and I am over 55. Um, <laughs> and uh, my husband and I, Dan, decided that we, well, actually, we were living in the States, in Washington State, and doing really quite well in our careers. Our children, our oldest daughter and her husband moved to New Zealand six years ago, and they had since then have had two children. And then our youngest daughter moved to New Zealand two years ago. So the majority of our kids are here. We do have a son uh, and son-in-law in Portland, Oregon. But in the midst of our careers, we were doing the American thing where, you know, when you hit your 50s, you work like crazy because the expectation is that you make your fortune so that you get good retirement from the government. But we weren't happy and we were really missing our kids, our grandkids. We had developed video relationships with the kids. It was still breaking our hearts every time. And when we talked to our littlest or our oldest granddaughter, Finley, she would say, Nini, can you come to my house? And mm -hmm. I'd say, honey, I wish. She goes, I know, I know the virus. When the virus is gone, you can come. So Dan and I talked about that. And, you know, we just said, no, we are not going to, we're going to fight the American way. We're going to um, make smart decisions, but who says we have to work hard and make our fortune? Who says we can't leave? And so the kids really, um, all of our kids were really behind us. We did a lot of investigation. We worked with the immigration advisor. It didn't look positive. We started in January of 2021 and it really didn't look like we could even come over because of our age. The closest we could get was a grandparent visa and that would be six months in the States, six months here but we weren't ready to retire. We uh, continued to press forward. And as it happened um, in October of last year, um, in Immigration New Zealand, they changed the rules and said, you know what, if you're a critical work, critical worker, critical purpose visa a seeker, you can come in regardless of your age. And my immigration advisor said, you got to jump on this. This is unprecedented. And so we kept pushing forward and I got a job offer. I got the critical purpose visa. Uh, my husband was allowed to come along as the partner. So I was the ticket in. Um, and we asked our kids what they would think about us living here. And they were uh, really excited. So that's all we needed. And we moved ahead. It was shocking and, and the reality kind of was overwhelming when I turned in my resignation. I had to give a minimum 30 days notice. I was a director in a hospital um, back in Washington. And so that was that was probably the hardest thing. Dan had been working at home because of COVID. He's a real estate broker and he'd been working at home for two years primarily. So for him, he was looking for an adventure. So it worked out, you know, and we decided we contemplated bringing our dog. Essentially, it came down to our kids would disown us if we didn't bring our dog because she was part of the family. So we hired a pet immigration service to do that. And here we are. Oh, Sherry. <laughs> oh, there's so much I want to unpack in that. First of all, Good on you, girl. Good on you. You know, because when you yeah. said that about, oh, just the whole news, uh, the American, you know, doing what they want you to do and get into retirement. And then, oh, I love stories like this so much. And I've got a million and one questions I want to ask you. So please bear with me if I'm a little bit excitable. But right. <laughs> so first of all, you, when you say you were a director in, in America, what, were you, what was your job? What did you do? So I was the director for palliative care services in a large hospital organization. I had two hospitals in the clinic that I was responsible for. And the director role is, is basically budget, hiring, firing, program development, just a lot of a lot of administrative. I mean, it was a team that was really important to me. I'd been there for seven years and I started with eight people when I left with 34. And our program had evolved to become really, really important and valuable in the community that we serve. I really found my place there. But and when I left, when I turned to my resignation, I'll tell you that the staff was very shocked. But then as soon as I said, I'm going to New Zealand and they said to your grandbabies they said we you need to go so oh. uh, 
Yeah. Oh, that's that. It, it, your story reminds me of my own mum's because my mum, mm. it was, I think she was 57 when she moved to New Zealand. Her husband is younger, but she too, me and my sister both moved to New Zealand and she had a son, or she still has got a son, obviously, in, in England that she left. And um, yeah, it, I, 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 when you were talking, I was thinking, wow, you know, you, you must have gone through all those emotions of, 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 of you know, it, it's almost like, who do you go to? And oh, it, you must have had a you must have had a million and one emotions going through you. Um, when you say that your family were a hundred percent behind you, was your son behind you? Do you mind me asking? Yes, he was. And and actually, um, I talked with him initially, and he he absolutely adores his niece and nephew, and um, and he talks to them weekly. And he he just said, "Mom, you got it. Mom and Dad, you got to go." Oh. You know. Um, of course, I, I, we miss him. And, you know, the funny thing is my girls, they left me, but I left my son. Yeah. And so, same. so the mother, the mother guilt, you know, it doesn't matter how old your kids are. It still exists. Um, but no, my, my son was 100 percent behind us. And um, so we spent quite a bit of time before we moved, before we left the States with him. Um but, you know, it doesn't mean I don't miss him like no. crazy. And I wish, you know, I think at some point they'll try to come over. Um, and he's also in the medical field. So I, I think, you know, it will be, it will work out. But for now, um, um, being around our littles, uh, our grandbabies is um, amazing. Like Dan always says, you have kids so that you can have grandkids someday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. So here yeah. you are in America. You've got this fantastic job. Dan's working as a, a real estate agent. Did you say was he working as a real estate yeah, director? Yeah. He's a broker, but same thing. He's a selling, broker. Yeah. And you make this decision to just move to the other side of the world. First of all, how long did it take you to come to that decision? Was it like did you think about it for months or was it just a quick decision or how long? Funny enough, it, it took us quite a while. Um, our kids were back in the States in uh, two and a half years ago, almost three years ago, and they had a an intervention with us. Um, Dan was very involved in our small community, had been in politics for 20 years, uh, was really quite busy, worked long days, many days. And... Um, my family lives in Centralia and his family lives close by. So we, um, they said, you guys got to get away from this. You got to get out of the public eye. You got to get out of the community. You need to move. So about a year and a half ago, we started downsizing and we sold our home in, in that community. And we moved to a smaller community where we were more anonymous and we could um, get rid of things. So that started us thinking, you know, we need to downsize, we need to move. And we did that and we survived and it was good. And so then we started talking about New Zealand. I would say probably we talked about it for four or five, maybe even six months, just kind of throwing it around, talking about pros and cons. Both Dan and I like to process. Um, I like the pros and cons list. Um, and one of the things our daughter said to us was, if you dream of moving to New Zealand, then you are going to love what I'm about to share with you. 12 years ago, when me and Bri emigrated to New Zealand, we were scouring the internet, trying to find any information that we could about what our life would be like when we got here. And basically all we had was YouTube. So we made this vow. We said, when we get to New Zealand, we're going to create something that we can share with others that answers those questions that you're so desperate to know about, like what is your life going to be like when you get here? And that's what I'm here to offer you today. We have created a five-day free, absolutely free video guide that shows you what it's really like to live in New Zealand. This stuff is unique and it is fabulous. You are not going to find it anywhere else on the internet. And like I say, it's absolutely free. You'll be sent a video every day for five days and you will know what it's like in New Zealand. So head over to the website. It's www.nzahead/free. One more time, that's www.nzahead/free. You are going to love it. One of the things our daughter said to us was, 
Don't feel like you're sacrificing anything to come to New Zealand to be with us. We don't want you to make, have any regrets and, and feel like you sacrificed a lot to get here. And that was something that was really important um, to her and to our kids. And, and she was right. Now, once we told people we were moving, we couldn't tell them early on because I is a small community and I didn't want word to get back to my job. Mm-hmm. So our family only found out... Um, like a month and a half before we left that we were leaving, except for my son. And that was, I think, too fast for them, but we couldn't do it any other way. Um, And for the most part, I mean, our family understood completely, my family, Dan's extended family. Um, Some friends didn't, they thought we were crazy. Um, Whether they said it to our face or about us, they thought we were, um, it was ridiculous that we were selling our home or selling everything and, and leaving, but that's okay. It was the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been in New Zealand now and whereabouts are you in New Zealand? Well, we arrived uh, January 4th. We were in quarantine, MIQ in uh, Christchurch. And now we are in North Shore, uh, north of Auckland. Um, I work at North Shore Hospital and we have a rental actually um, with a water view, which is amazing. Mm. Fantastic. We've only been here, what, Stanford? Two months. Two months, right. So you're still newbies then. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the best time to talk to people because actually that's when all the, everything is so, I don't want to say raw, but you're experiencing it because it's very easy to forget. You talk to someone who's been here, you know, like us 12 years and you can't really, you know, you can't, you can remember, but you have to going through those things that you're going through right now. That's the best time to talk to someone. So we're going yeah. to come back to your rental and your house and everything in a minute. But because I know that you're like you say, you're renting and this is the first time in 30 years that you've ever rented. Um, but I just want to talk to you about your job. So, oh, that must have been such a good feeling when you realize because it is 55, isn't it? The cutoff date that you can come. To, yeah. Yes. So it must have been such a good feeling when you realize, oh, actually, New Zealand are, are getting rid of that if you're a critical worker and you could come in. But yeah. did it or did it not mean that you had to go into a, you, a lower position or you went back to being a nurse? Yeah. And Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I worked with a recruiter and um, initially I was looking for leadership positions um, and that was back in the fall of 2021 um, or I guess, September, October, one of the things that one of the challenges, I had several people interested in positions, but they were concerned whether or not I would get approval because I was, would that be considered a critical position? Um, And so, and, and, you know, I agree. I think there was some trepidation on their part to, to offer me a position and then to be denied a critical purpose visa because working in administration or leadership was not critical to the um, care of patients. So my recruiter said, you know, let's just get you in as a nurse and, um, and then we can see what goes, what happens from there once you start to meet people. So mentally um, I had, I had worked as a nurse about eight years ago in a NICU. um, I guess that's how you say it here, a NICU, how we say it at home or special care nursery. And so it wasn't like I hadn't done nursing for a while. And I've been a nurse for 35 years, so it's part of me. It's part of my DNA. So doing patient care or working at the bedside uh, in a hospital did not intimidate me at all. Um, but I hadn't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. So um, it was good. It was good for me. It, it, and I always say it's when you're in leadership, it's always good to work at the front line so that you stay humble. And believe me, I am probably as humble as I've ever been <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> But so, yeah, so I did get a position uh, working in maternity. Um, I have experience as a labor and delivery nurse in here in New Zealand. Nurses do not work in labor and delivery. It's midwives. Um, And that's a bit disappointing, um, but it is what it is. Um, So I'm back to maternity nursing for a period of time, however long that might be. So what do you have to do? What does a maternity nurse do? So I take care of new moms and new babies. Um, here in New Zealand, they um, have a, a, a different approach to bedside nursing. Um, and it's, whether it's good or bad, I don't know, but um, you know, you'd have five 
moms and babies, four or five moms and babies, maybe even up to six for your shift. And then you provide medication, do assessments, um, help the mom with breastfeeding, um, whatever you need to do, recover new C-section moms or Caesars as they call them. Um, so it's, it's basically just providing care to the physical care to the mom and baby during their stay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. I've met some fabulous, I, I mean, I, the people, whenever you listen to the podcast and your YouTube videos, people always coming from outside, always comment on the, the New Zealand, um, the people of New Zealand, and they truly are magnificent. Um, and it's really refreshing to have people thank me for taking care of them. Thank me for um, teaching them. um, Because in the United States, unfortunately, uh, we've lost that. And I think that's what's burning nurses and doctors out more quickly than anything is that there's a um, people seeking health care in the United States are consumers, and they are demanding. And they have expectations, whether they're realistic or not, they have expectations and they will tell you what those are. And through the COVID epidemic uh, or pandemic and um, people were not believing healthcare workers, they were, um, I mean, it's just, it is horrible. That's probably another, another conversation. So it is, it is doing good for my soul to have patients uh, that I care for thank me. And appreciate, genuinely appreciate what I'm doing for them. So stepping down, as it were, to patient care has been challenging, but it has been really good for this old nurse's soul. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that so much. I could talk to you forever about nursing. Do you know what? I didn't know a thing about nursing until I started this, uh, until I started this uh, (laughs) membership group. And now I've got so many nurses in there and I love hearing Mm -hmm. about all your stories and yeah, Mm -hmm. your comparisons and how you're feeling. And because to me, like coming from the UK and here being here in New Zealand, you kiss the ground that nurses walk on because it's like you're helping us. You know, you, you like you say about the breastfeeding thing, it's just like to have someone stood by your side going, oh, this is how you do it. And don't worry, you're doing a good job. It's just, mm-hmm. it, how could you ever not be appreciative of that? You know, and mm-hmm. like when I hear those stories about, and I get it because it's all a business and it's all money. And one other nurse said to me, you know, we're all working for reference, not references. What's it called when you a review, you know, if we don't treat them well, they'll give us a bad review and our pay will go down. It's like, it's, it, it, oh, it's a, it's another world. It's another world. And yeah. I, I mean, you'll do another podcast about this, shall we? Because I'd love to talk yeah. to you about that. But um, yeah. keep on track, Liz. Right. What was the other question? Oh, someone asked me to ask you, what about your nurses, um, your license? How easy was it to transfer your license over? So <laughs> to be honest, that was probably the most difficult um, of the that or frustrating or challenging, um, all of the above. So I started that process right away. And basically, uh, New Zealand uses a third party in the United States to review all of your education, your education documents, your job description, everything they want to know about you. And um, I, since I've been a nurse for a long time, I mean, I got my undergraduate degree um, I graduated in 86 and I got my graduate degree in 2006. So that was a long time ago for both of those. And I did not have um, my uh, syllabi from all the classes I took. And literally I had to prove that I met every one of the competencies, even for my advanced degree um, to practice nursing here. So that was probably a four month process for the third party to gather all this data. Um, I had to have references. I had to have, um, oh, I just can't even remember how many things, but I kept a notebook. I kept a, I'm very process oriented, project oriented. And so I had a spreadsheet and I was the squeaky wheel. If I didn't hear anything in a week, I would contact this company. Okay, what have you done? Well, we're waiting for X, Y, and Z. So I would call X, Y, and Z and or email them and let them know that I was really um, waiting on them to, pro- to go forward. Um, I probably made a few people really happy when they finished the project. I didn't have to talk to them anymore because um, I was really persistent and so it took about four months. Once I got that, all that information, then that third party 
uh, sent the, the whole package, the report to the nursing commission. And then it was really quick. I think I got my license within a couple of weeks of it all going to them. They were great to work with. Once I had a caseworker, um, they did ask me some more questions, um, but I was able to sufficiently prove that I was competent uh, to serve as a nurse in New Zealand. Right. So all in all, probably what, four months? It was a... four, yeah, I would say four months minimum, uh, maybe five months. But that was also during the height of COVID. That was one of our surges in the States. So um, the delay was really getting the reports back from universities I had attended um, because they didn't have staff in the office. Right. So, you know, I think it's very fluid. I don't know how long it should, how anybody should expect to wait at this point in time. The only thing that I think will remain the same, and I will probably repeat to anybody who asks, is that even though you've hired people to work for you, even though there's a third party working on your behalf, you have to remain diligent. You have to be persistent and contact the same people on a weekly basis, at least. Yeah. That's such good advice, Sherry. And I love, yeah, when you say about you with the squeaky wheel, just goes to show, doesn't it, that if you're on their case the whole time, because it is, we're so polite, yeah. especially, you know, you, it's, I'd, I'd be like that, right. but oh, no, 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 don't bother them. They're, they're you know, they're, in, they're, they're busy, but you, like you say, just keep on, just keep on at them because it's important, isn't it? Well, and I always offer, you know, what can I do to help you get this information? So I ended up doing a lot of gathering of collecting of data or just mm -hmm. gathering connecting people, whatever I needed to do, making uh, clarifying for people um, just to facilitate the forward movement of my requests. I find if that doesn't work, Sherry, threats are always good. <laughs> <laughs> I never threaten people. <laughs> my um, husband, maybe. <laughs> I want to come back to how you're feeling as being a nurse. So just make that little mental note in my mind. Okay. But I need to ask you, what did you do with all your house and your furniture? And did you yeah. ship it or what yeah. did you do? So we had some great advice from our kids. Now I will say that our kids are nomads by, by they have that nomadic gene in their, in their DNA, I suppose. They just sell everything and buy everything when they need. Not so much, um, you know, after 38 years of marriage, um, we have some nice things. So what we did um, is we sold our beds. We sold everything. We had multiple garage sales and people in our neighborhood started to get the idea that, oh, you know, there's nice things at this house. And so we made lots and lots of money at our garage sales. The only thing we shipped over were uh, a couple of couches and leather chairs in our lounge or living room, and then some dressers. And then as far as personal items, anything mementos that we had that were family oriented, we gave to different people in our family, like brothers or back to the parents to hold. Um, I think we've learned over the years that uh, things aren't really what, what make us happy. It's experiences and people. And we started that with our kids years and years ago, um, that for Christmas, every other year, they always got stockings because that was when mom got to do all the fun little gadgets, but they got one gift from us and then on the other on opposite years we would do an experience we'd take them to the theater and they would see a a broadway musical or a play or we travel somewhere mm -hmm. and so we you know I, i'm sure we created that in our kids that personal belongings and things really don't have a lot of value to mm -hmm. us so basically we looked at how much would it cost to replace this in new zealand and if it, the cost was too much then we we brought that with us. So we've, we shipped the container. Um, we really, it's not as much as we had originally thought we would be shipping, but, um, but yeah, that's what how size we made what, what, what size container did you use? Well, actually, um, we thought we wanted a 20 foot container and I think we didn't, we're not even close to that. I think we're shipping 6,000 pounds. Right. Um, which, and, and I don't know what that equates to. I would guess we probably filled maybe half a container, maybe a third, a third to a half of a container. Right. And how much did that cost you to ship that over? Um, 16,000. 16,000 US. Yeah. 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 I can't remember but, how much we paid. I think, yeah. It's not cheap, is it, but, Sherry? You know, it's not. But to replace all those items, we've insured our items for $60,000. Right. Right. So, you know, you think about that and to replace that, we were looking at, at stores to replace the same quality and it was 
two and three times what what we yeah. had paid. So we were very, very careful and, and constantly video chatting with our kids. Okay, we're thinking about this. What do you think? And, and so we're also bringing uh, some of our kids that moved here six years ago, some of the rest of their items that they had left at home. Oh, we're bringing that. Perfect. And then our daughter that lives here now, we're bringing, um, I think, a trunk for her. So we were very careful in what we chose. Yeah. It's so funny you should say that. That's why I looked over at Brian when you, you said about the experience thing, because yesterday we interviewed um, Randy and Sherry and they're also in their yeah. 50s. And um, so all three of us, like me, you, you know, all this these three yeah. couples, we're all in our 50s and we all have that same f uh, outlook on life. It's like, do you know what? It's not the thing that makes you, you know, you can't, yeah. you hold on to these things and you're like, oh yeah, this is me. This is, this represents when we were in our 20s. No, it doesn't. You know, it's just something mm -hmm. you bought when you're in your 20s. I, you know, it's yeah. just, yeah, it's so funny that we should all three of us have that, that thing. Cause yeah, same with Randy and Suzanne. It's just like, it's about experience. It's about what you're doing right now, you know? And that's what Brian always says. It's like, it's what you're going to go on to do. You don't have to hold on right. to these old, right. you know, memorabilia, because they show who I was or whatever. Yeah, it's just, I like that. I, 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 I'm wondering if it's a thing that happens when you get in your 50s now, <laughs> you know, because, yeah. yeah. You know, I think that um, uh, we're, the other thing that's interesting is, I don't know where Randy and Sherry are from, but the cultural thing in America, you know, it's really about a lot of people, it's about gaining uh, things. It's your, your dream house, um, certain cars, um, a status. Uh, that's what most of our friends, most, not, I don't want to say most of our friends, but a lot of the people we work with, that's what they, they're looking to achieve. That's their goal. Mm -hmm. And, um, we just were never comfortable with that. Even from, you know, our younger years, we, we would never have a dream house. We never even talked about that. Mm -hmm. Um, basically we decided wherever our home was that or wherever we were living that we could make that a home and that's the perfect segue to get back to your thing about renting because yes, yes. we are um that's a big deal for us um and harder than i thought to be honest so you moved to new zealand you where did you say you were just in, are you in whangaparaua um yes yes actually. yeah we're in stanmore bay Mm -hmm. So is that near your daughters? Are you is are you there because you're near your daughters there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one daughter lives um, in North Shore, but she's close to I think Hillcrest, and then the other one lives in Helensville. Right. And how how easy was it for you to rent a house? Did you do it from the states or did you do it when you got here? Well, we we did have an advantage in that um, our daughters said that they would look for us yeah. um, because we were looking on Trade Me, and my daughters kept saying, I'd send her potentials. And she kept saying, telling me what you see on trade me is not what you are probably most likely going to see in person. So um, she said, that's just kind of the way things are uh, with rentals. So I sent them a couple and they scouted them out, drove by the area and said, no, this is not something that you, not that we would be happy with, but it just, you would not be comfortable there. So my daughter, my oldest one posted on a Facebook group that she was on and she got responses from people and they, she followed up on two who people who had a rental or were going to be renting their home and they came and checked them out. And we ended up in one that is um, very small, but quite lovely. Um, it's, it feels a little bit like we're playing house. <laughs> uh, the people bought it to use as an Airbnb. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's meant to serve your needs for a short period of time, but they've been very gracious um, and have allowed us to, uh, you know, move furniture around, kind of add a few pieces of furniture, like for example, to store food uh, more than one day's worth. And, um, and, yeah, we're, we're, we're very happy, um, but it's not our house. No. So, um, so it's different. Hang on. So you, you, how long are you going to be in that house for? Well, we originally signed a contract for three months, and but then we just talked to them and they said, you know, basically you can stay as long as you need to. Um, so we don't have to sign a year contract. What our hope is, and I, I hope it's reasonable. It seems like it is uh, realistic that we're applying for the resident visa. Once we get that, then we can buy a home. Perfect. And um, 
that's our hope, to be honest, um, because then we're not throwing away money because at our age, renting indefinitely will eat away at our retirement money, yeah. our savings. And we don't want to do that. Um, so that has been part of the goal that and with this new program, this new visa offering began October of last year and ends July this year that you can apply for resident visa without having to live here for two years. And so we thought, wow, this is an opportunity um, and it would allow us to live there. And we sold a house. We sold at the top of the market. We sold um, a rental that we had. And then we also sold a, a getaway house that we had. And all that together, um, we aren't even going to be able to purchase a home. If we were to use all that money, we would be buying a home that is much less um, quality or substance than our home, our primary house was in the States, which is just blew our mind. Um, so, you know, our house in the States was, we sold top of the market for $700,000. That was 1,500 square feet, 1,800 square feet. Okay, Dan's saying it was 2,000 square feet. <laughs> don't you forget Maybe that extra 500. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but here, looking to replace it, it's probably easily 2.1 to 2.6 million. Well, we, we can't afford that here. And so that reality just blew our minds and kind of was discouraging at first. And then we thought, okay, let's, let's look at this. How much do we want to spend and what is in that price range? And we're finding things that are, you know, um, potentials. So, so it's, it's possible. Yeah. So we're glad. Um, we're hopeful. And we think that if we do get our permanent resident visa or our resident visa, then we will be able to buy. That's fantastic about getting that resident visa, isn't it? So you don't yeah. have to be here for two yeah. years. And that, right. that ends in July, did you say? Yeah, it, there's, there's quite a lot of um, rules attached to that. And I think it's, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to, I'm probably going to be corrected anyway, but yeah. I thought it was for critical purpose visa holders and those that had previously been in New Zealand. But that's why we're using immigration advisors mm. because we were going in, and plus our jobs in the United States were so demanding that I told Dan, if we do this, we're hiring an immigration advisor and we're hiring a pet immigration yeah. service. <laughs> So that's what I was so going to say. So you bring in your little puppy over from from the US. Yeah. How how are your renters about how are the landlady and landlord about that? They have a dog and they love dogs and so they were great. Mm. Um and she's six. She's not a puppy. She doesn't chew on anything. Um and if I don't say so myself, I, they might say that we're pretty good renters. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're okay, but um yeah. It's so funny, Sherry, because when we went traveling, um, we, we rented our house for a year and we've got a dog and we've got three cats and sheep and everything. So we were like, oh, should we let someone rent it with a dog? And we, and we said, oh, yeah, you know, because it's a bit hypocritical to say, you know, you're not allowed to bring a dog. So we'll, we said we'll, we'll just say the dog's got to be really well behaved and well trained. So we find this perfect couple, this perfect family. They'd just moved over from the UK. He was a doctor and they had a dog. And she said to me on the phone, you know, this dog, he's really really, really well behaved. I was like, yep, yeah, okay, well, he's welcome. So before we were just going to hand over the contracts to sign and, you know, go through all the stuff, the, ta the family turned up with a little kid and the girl's only about three or something. And we've got these leather couches. They're our pride and joy. We bought them in the UK and we brought them with us. And she started smoothing down the leather couch. She said, mummy. And then she, and she goes like, uh, I think the dog was called Rasky or Razzy or something. Razzy's going to love sleeping up on this couch, isn't he? <laughs> the mum's face was just like she doesn't go on the furniture though darling does she <laughs> like, yeah. oh no yeah. yeah yeah oh i'm glad they're, i'm glad they're letting you bring your dog that's fantastic it's yeah. a funny thing isn't it going from being a homeowner like you said mm -hmm. before especially you know when you've been a homeowner for 30 years then actually going into a rented accommodate it feels so weird doesn't it so you know those, those emotions I, I think Miley was one that said that you know you have your good days and your bad days and yeah. um and I imagine so, although somebody said to me you know it takes about 10 years to acclimate and I thought 
no, no, don't say that to me. I'm sure that, that in a year from now, we're going to be feeling completely yes. different. Um, and then we have to stop and we're constantly talking about this. It's only been two months. I yeah. only left my job in the States three months ago. Um, everything that's happened in these three months is insane. And no wonder we have bad days as yeah. well as good days. So just put it in perspective. That's um, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, but definitely being older does does impact some of the things, how you feel about things. Yeah, I, I was think. yeah, I was thinking that too. I was thinking, uh, would it be easier, you know, when you're in your thirties or whatever, just to would you be able to go with the punches more? But actually, I don't think so, Sherry. I think we've mm -hmm. we're experienced ladies. <laughs> yeah, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> But also, I was just going to yeah. say to you, we've got um, a lady called Catherine in the community. She's a vet. She's from South Africa. She's come over here as a, as a critical worker. And she had her own veterinary practice in, in South Africa. She had staff working under her. You know, she was running her own practice. And she's come here now. And she's said to, to us on the, on the chat, like, you know, basically, I've just gone down to being a junior vet, you know, just. And I, I said to her, I said, you know what? Catherine, I said, when Brian came over here, I know you probably know this story, but he went from being having his own heating business in the UK with, you know, run, earning £100,000 a year to coming to New Zealand and climbing in septic tanks because, and cleaning up shit, basically, you know, because that's what he had to do because he was just a, a yep. run of the mill plumber. And that's what plumbers do. Just get on with it. Yep. But he isn't doing that now. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. And that's what I was saying to Catherine. It's, it's, it's all part of the journey. You know, you're not at the end of your New Zealand adventure yet. You, you're not there. This is just a step of it that you have to do, exactly. you know, to yeah. get to where you want to be, isn't it? it? Really, it is. And that's what we keep coming down to. The reason that we're here in New Zealand is for our family and for our grandkids. Um, and, you know, even if I have to... Um, well, going back to bedside nursing and working the night shift, and I haven't worked a shift for an awfully long time, a night shift, but doing all of that, when I see my grandkids and they come running up to me and give me a hug and, um, you know, just chatter away, my heart is full. And that's why we're here. And so we've not had an easy life. We've had ups and downs and downs, and <laughs> but we pull through them. We're a team, my husband and I. And so um, that's why we're here. And it makes a difference. Oh, I absolutely love that. I'm just scanning my questions now because I'm thinking, don't let it yeah. go yet. Don't let it go because I want to ask her something else. But... I, I'm looking at my questions and I've asked you everything. I could talk to you for absolute hours and I know we're going to go on now and we're going to make a private chat for the community. But um, yeah, you've just sort of answered it because I was going to say to you, I was going to say, you've taken a, a I don't want to say step down, but really it is, isn't it? You've, you've, you've taken a step down in your job. I mean, I know you love what you're doing in your bedside nursing, but you, you climbed the ladder and now it's like going, okay, come back down. And now you're back down, you know, um, you've, you've taken, you've, you've sold a fabulous home and now you're living in a house that, you know, it hasn't got much storage for your food. You've only got a day's storage. <laughs> and, but I was going to say to you at the end of the day, when you see your little grandchildren, like you say, it just, yep. it, it, must make you feel so complete and proud of yourself to be honest so proud of yeah. yourself well and you know it does and and every day I think too if you're going to do this you if you're going to move leave everything you know then have known for 30 plus years um, everything you're comfortable with including a very good salary if you're going to leave all that um, you better have it squared away in your mind what it is you what your expectations are in in new zealand and for dan and i it's really uh, family and the family has always been important to us we give each other pep docs um we support each other I, I mean he is not working yet because he doesn't have a work visa and i'm just grateful he's willing to stay at home every day and to go grocery shopping while i'm off working because you know he's used to being super busy and being um well-known he had a huge group of friends and he doesn't have that here so we're both giving up some things but this is our adventure in yeah. our 50s um and so we're happy oh that, that just warms my heart it just warms my heart that is just fantastic right i've got two questions before you go one are the other nurses friendly have you got is it like a friendly feeling in your hospital 
You know, I would say yes, for the most part. Um, what I love is that there's so many nurses from different places, different countries. Um, and I would say yes for the, they are very friendly. Um, but the turnover rate is pretty high. And so they, I think there's a little bit of uh, fatigue for new staff joining. And, and that has nothing to do with their, they're just fatigued. I get it. Um, but that contributes to an orientation that is probably not to the level that I would offer in the States. Right. So okay. a lot of learning as you go, which for somebody who's used to knowing everything that about my job, it can be uncomfortable at times. Yeah. 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 I'd love to talk to you more about that because we have so many nurses coming over, haven't we, you know, within the group and everything. It's, it's, it's yeah. really, really important to get the, the low down and, you know, just have someone telling you the exactly. truth, to be honest, isn't it? My yeah. last question to you is, <laughs> is it true, <laughs> is it true, Sherry, that breast is best? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. But I say that, I say that with a caveat because I am not a breastfeeding Nazi. I don't say you breastfeed and there's no other option. There are instances where it is not the best option for the mother or the baby. And, and um, so for me, I, I do believe that, and, um, but I'm not a, I support mothers who choose not to breastfeed okay. as long as they're informed, as long as they're informed and know yeah. what they're giving up. Okay. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for answering that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, Sherry, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I, I could talk to you for hours and I'm sure we're going to do another podcast together. Yes. Um, thank yes. you so much. Can't wait to catch up with you again soon. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Liz. It's been, okay. it's been real fun. Okay. Bye. See you soon, Sherry. Bye. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the podcast. We have loved having you here. If you guys could subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh yeah, that would be nice. That would be absolutely amazing. And make sure to share the podcast with your friends. And if you'd like to hop over to the blog, find one of the little boxes that ask you to drop your email. I will send you a newsletter every week letting you know when we have released our new podcast. That will Ooh, go be nice. straight into your <laughs> inbox. So it's www.com itsadrama.com Alright guys, enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you next week for another podcast. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.